0: Welcome to Pixelated Realms, your guide through the digital landscape, untangling the mysteries of your favorite titles and discussing the latest and greatest in video game fun. I'm your host Alex Lerno, and usually alongside me is my brother Tyler, but today he's out, so we have a special guest, Dustin Win. How's it going, Dustin?
1: Hey, how's it going? It's kind of interesting. I feel like I'm the replacement, and you on like ESPN, when like Stephen A. Smith has to, you know, go take a shit or something, and. I'm like taking the spot.
0: <laughs> right. Cycle you in. You're on the. You're off the bench. You're in the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. You know, I've been waiting for this opportunity for a few weeks, <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to let you down, Coach. It's going to be all good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, why don't you get us started? Well, actually, let me do a little housekeeping because I figure if I if I ask you a few questions, we're gonna we're gonna go off the deep end. But uh, so, real quick housekeeping. So, um. I just wanted to make a correction from last episode that um, I think I said that we uh, release our episodes every Tuesday. That was a mistake. It's every other Tuesday. So it's it's skips a week. Uh, So I apologize for that. So anybody who was listening is really confused about that. That was a mistake on my part. Uh, And two. That was it. All right. So let's go ahead and dive back in. Then my question was. So uh, why are you guys
1: such lazy fucks and not doing a weekly podcast? I don't know, man. That's something you guys gotta ask yourself.
0: I mean the answer <laughs> was in the question. It's because we're lazy. <laughs> you it's like, uh,
1: I have an eleventh month old. It's like give me a fucking break. <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I at work I literally take like naps in my hands because I'm like so tired all the time. So this is like the best we can do and still keep our quality of content somewhat above board. <laughs> otherwise we're going to be like, like you know grasping at like straws here
1: yeah I'm totally uh, in game by the way so I don't know what's going on but it didn't boot me I'm in Sea of Thieves so okay. try to join my crew
0: okay I'm going to try I'm going to try for it so we're trying something for the first time we're going to do uh, a little co-op play while we, we talk um Sea these Thieves did not nope okay yeah, so hopefully... you guys
1: let us know if you want us to do this and are uploading onto YouTube so you can watch our gameplay and hear us talk
0: That's not a bad idea. So yeah, feedback is highly appreciated. Uh, As long as, uh, let's see, hopefully it doesn't get too much in the way. Um, So (laughs) what I meant to ask was like, tell us about yourself a little bit. You actually have uh, worked in the gaming industry. So like, tell us about that. Tell us your history, tell us everything.
1: Yeah, if you guys can't tell by me giving Alex a little bit of shit, uh, I actually, yeah, I, I do public relations in the gaming industry. I've been in about 10 years. Helped launch some uh, really big games, uh, Battlefields, uh, Battlefronts. If you don't like them, I don't give a fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, so worked for EA there for about six years. Uh, helped launch some Warner Brothers games, Back for Blood, Callista Protocol. Um, just kind of been all over the place, working in games on the agency side, uh, doing public relations. So yeah, like I said, uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the games I've helped promote. it. if you don't, I don't care. But uh yeah, that's me.
0: Raw <laughs> opinion, right there. <laughs> uh, so, so what's what's the future for you looking like? What's uh, what's going on then? Like, what's the plans?
1: Yeah. So, um, me and my uh, former colleague, we worked at an agency together. Um, really did some great things with uh, Bungie on Destiny Two. Got some really cool articles on Wired and stuff. Um, you know, him and I actually decided to kick off our own PR agency. So we've just launched that this month, uh, reaching out to some people that we know through our networks, trying to get our first couple of clients signed, get things off the ground. But um, yeah, you know, it's kind of, uh, I really love this line from Armageddon. Uh, Owen Wilson, before he dies, says that he's got that excited, scared feeling where he can't decide if he's 85% scared and 15% excited or 15% excited uh, or, is, you know, the yeah, the reverse. And so I'm kind of in that state of mind where I'm like, I'm scared but excited. And I can't figure out which one is more. Um, obviously, I want money. So okay. um, hopefully, uh, you know, we get some clients pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I think we have a great product to offer. You know, him and I both bring more than 10 years experience to the field. We're both VP level uh, people who yeah, have been doing this for a long time. So. You know, a lot of these gaming companies, especially the smaller ones that don't have huge budgets, go to these big agencies who are filled with people who don't care about video games, aren't passionate about the community, um, and they pay a lot of money. I mean, like my last agency was paying uh, twenty thousand dollars a month minimum per month. You know, so just an astronomical amount of money that for small indie games, especially, um, they just don't have that kind of money to throw at PR. Especially when it's so difficult to get indie game coverage and you know not see high ROI. So him, Sean and I, we want to basically come together and create an opportunity for these smaller Indies or really any company that's looking for uh, expert level uh, experience that, you know, these agencies have hired us to provide in the past at now at a much more affordable price that. Will allow them to be able to tell their stories to their communities and get their their name out there and get the coverage they deserve without having to break their budgets to do so. So yeah, um, check us out. We're uh, right now we have this really terrible name called the new that new PR agency. Uh, you can check us out at thatnewpragency.com. But um, we're gonna we're coming up with a new name. We're gonna hoping to have it finalized in the next
0: week or two. But
1: that's where we're at now. So
0: yeah, nice. I didn't know you guys had a website. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, my photos on it. How cool is that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so official. <laughs> I know. It's like being
1: in a TV commercial. I'm, I'm like somewhat famous now. I'm on the internet.
0: It's more like you're the uh, you're you're the billboard with like the lawyers that you see on the highway. That's like you know. I know, dude. I'm that weird. guy
1: going down the fucking um god the 60. It's like his name's like James Wang, and and he's <laughs> like. uh... Call me if you need lawyer help, and like his shit like went really viral for whatever reason. And uh, I always see his stuff going going on the sixty through Rolling Heights area. And I'm like, one of these days, I'm gonna call James weighing up and be like, I need some law help.
0: <laughs> Hopefully not.
1: <laughs> yeah, for the right reasons, right? I'm gonna be suing someone for lots of money. I'm not gonna be getting sued for lots of money, so it's all good yeah, right. We only have certain opportunities in our life, two or three times, where we have the opportunity to sue someone and make money. Uh, that c- can change your life. So, listeners, when that time approaches, don't drop the ball. Get out there, do the American Dream. Get some money by suing someone else. Spill some coffee on yourself at McDonald's. Say it's their fault. It was too hot. Boom, forty million bucks. You retire.
0: Do it. One deal. It is the new American Dream.
1: It really. is, dude. It's. I mean, honestly, for ninety-nine point nine percent of us, it's the only way to get the American Dream, right, of what we envisioned as a child. Because everything's so fucking expensive. <laughs> Seriously but uh yeah what are we doing here what what, what are we going to do as a quest are we gonna is oh, the next um is the next portion of the thing available
0: that i don't know um sea of thieves recently just released the legend of monkey island and they've been dripping out the chapters in the game and we've been playing it so we're trying to see right now if third chapter i see three books so that means i think yes so you got to come in you got to come and accept the quest
1: And when we say drip, we literally mean, like, the slowest fucking drip. Like, that drip that, like, keeps you awake at night and you're just terribly annoyed. This stuff (laughs) has been coming out so slowly that it's just, like, agonizing.
0: That's That's like Sea of Thieves' thing, is to, like, slow drip content out. And because, you know, like, I mean, how many hundreds of hours have we played in this game, even though, like, we'll be like, oh, we're done. We're done with this game. And then they'll be like, hey, some new thing just came out. And You're like, "Now, now we got to, like, jump in and play it and just mess around and just chat. Like, honestly, we use this game mostly to chat than anything to actually We barely even play the, the game itself. Yeah, just if you're like-
1: looking for a game that, like, you can just hang out with your buddies and just like have something happening in the background but like feel like you're really just kind of like chilling with the boys like you will not find a better game than sea of thieves it's really low like low level of having to pay attention like you just sail around kill skeletons dig up buried treasure like it's a really like yeah a low effort game but it's super it is really fun and it looks beautiful and we've enjoyed it
0: we love this game so looks like the third chapter did just release which is cool so um i guess that brings me to the next section and by the way that's it's super cool that you're starting your own agency like that that's awesome so uh everyone should go check out his website and before you know that way so he doesn't have to create a billboard on the side of the freeway that would be fantastic yeah save Uh, me money (laughs) nintendo sent us free stuff um (laughs) Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh what other than sea of thieves? What what games are you playing right now?
1: I'm playing Be a Dad. It's I a a, a really dope simulator game where you, all your money goes to children. <laughs> steer the ship. We're I'm not on Mr. the boat. Edge. I jumped
0: <laughs> off. I jumped off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um You're on your own. Uh What
1: what have I been playing? Um been playing of uh, *Remnant* a little bit. um Really beautiful game. Uh, a little bit easier than, you know, um, than like a Souls game. That's what I've been playing. I don't see my son's here. He's like, sign into Google, Dad. I'm trying to YouTube's. <laughs>
0: um
1: But yeah, actually, like thinking about that more recently. That's what I play on PC. But I honestly, like, like I said, I don't have the time to play too many PC games right now, unfortunately um but but i'm playing playstation 5 games because i do buy a playstation 5 and uh ghost of tashima is fucking awesome oh i God. just beat that game it is fucking amazing the combat is fantastic it's gorgeous like it makes me want to move to japan even though i know it doesn't look like that anymore
0: <laughs> i know right but, um, i wish
1: but no it's just been a it's an absolutely beautiful game and it's super fun it's a good story um so yeah i've just been like rolling around after i beat it just trying to plat it uh, even though i'm not like you know me i am not like a plat person like i don't give right. a fuck about 100 in games like once i do the main story like i'm good um i think like platting for the most part is for overachievers who have way too much time on their hands um but this game has made me want to plat it because it's just been such a fun experience and I don't want it to end. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Other than that, I beat uh, Miles Morales uh, last month. Um, also, fantastic game. I don't. Yeah. Swinging around New York City as Spider-Man might be the most satisfying gameplay I've ever experienced in my life. It is really cool.
0: I, well, well, I think we'll talk about Spider-Man Two in a little bit, but I heard people because they, you know, they they made the fast travel so good in the second one that they're saying like the fast travel literally is instant, but nobody's using it because they like to swing around the world so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard that too. That now you can just like basically ping somewhere on the map and it will just teleport you there. Um, that's kind of a bummer for me. I really, I, I personally thought that. The, um, subway transportation like system they had where like you looked like you were going on the subway. It was like a really clever way of doing fast travel. Um and then I saw in the new one you also have like basically Iron Man like flight capabilities. Um it looked like uh with your suit. So that'd be interesting. So yeah, I don't I don't find myself too eager to just like fast travel as long as I'm within like a thousand meters of where I'm going, and I think you just fell off the face of the earth. I did. Um, I'll have
0: to rejoin. Uh, It's let me rejoin.
1: Cool. Um, Alex disconnected, which is very common. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, you know, like I don't find myself wanting to do that uh, too much. Like I said, I've really enjoyed swinging around in the first game. Uh, Especially, like, there's a little bit of a learning curve on swinging um, around, like, where, like, If you're not doing it correctly can take a lot of time to get around but once you kind of figure out how to like do it more efficiently and then also utilize like boosting um through different areas as well then you can actually move pretty quickly through the city so i only really found myself fast traveling if like i was in like the you know harlem and then I needed to go down to like Wall Street, like Battery Battery Park, and like I'm like, okay, that's gonna take like 15 minutes of swinging, so I would just teleport. But yeah, like I if it was like within like a thousand meters, like for sure I was just swinging there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that game so much. I can't wait to play Spider-Man too. I have it downloaded already, but haven't uh, haven't played it. But, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then I'm glad you're like still kind of playing Remnant. Because that game, I felt, like, was, like, so slept on. It was such a good game. We've got to pick that up uh, a bit more. It's such a fun, like, co-op experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, like, I think that's, like, even though I, I, the Souls games I've played, like, we've kind of, like, cheated and, like, I'll have someone, like, you know, TP into my game, you know? Um, but I, I I think I, I kind of like, like, the Remnants co-op is, like, a little bit more, like... Um, like, hey, you should do this, you know, where like Souls is kind of like, eh. you know, it's more meant as like a solo player experience.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised they honestly even put co-op in that game sometimes. You know. Yeah,
1: because like, like that, you have to like summon somebody through like, uh... yeah. by the way, I didn't read any
0: of the quests,
1: so uh, I have no either. fucking yeah, idea what we're doing. We're going
0: in, we're going in blind.
1: <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see here. Let's open the book. What's it say? Yeah. Uh, that. Also,
0: uh Ghost of Tsushima is like probably one of the top 5 best games ever created uh, like ever. It's I cannot believe how perfectly amazing that game is. Like the combat is so crisp and clean. The world and the story is so amazing. I don't want to spoil it even though the game is a little bit older, but there's that scene where you lose a particular uh person I guess you could call it that's been with you the whole game and you're just like, "Oh my" God, like it's so
1: fuck boring. him, dude when your horse dies it's heartbreaking oh
0: <laughs> no it's so poor nobu man <laughs> i was like oh heart. that's what i name my uh, horse too i named my horse nobu uh, i was so sad i was like no hey, not nobu i tweeted
1: out after like directly after i was like my horse just died and Ghost to shishima and i have a lot of feelings about it <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> like there's not many games where like that i that a character has died in that i really felt like sad like genuinely sad there's times where i'm like oh yeah that's sad but like you know you don't really feel it i was like genuinely sad when the dog when the the horse dies in that game Uh, yeah me
1: too i was i was a little torn up about it um i also guessed i guess i won't spoil this one but there's a certain person you meet later who like you're tracking this bad guy the whole game. And, like, you meet this person later on who's, like, a random person in the game. And I was, like, I think I know who this person is um, before... I guess I kind of revealed. already spoiled it. Whatever. It's the person you're tracking. She pretends to be someone else. And then you find out afterwards that it was her and she could have killed you. But she didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah. I was kind of like, oh. I was like, I bet you this is that fucking person right here. And then it was. Um, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, but no. Story is amazing. Uh, oh, oh, amazing might be strong, but it's very good. Like for the type of game it is, which I wouldn't say it's like Soulsy, but like it's um,
0: it's it's an like action. A, it's just yeah,
1: it's, it's a, it it it's a more like like a God of War, accessible like Sekiro. From what I I've heard, like like combat's like similar, better combat and Sekiro, better story and Ghost um but you know like the combat like you said in ghost is like like the the duels of the five that you oh, do yeah it's like like i was sitting there so pissed on some of them um some of the most difficult duels i actually did though uh, i don't know if you did it because it's kind of like just an extra quest is... i
0: i platinum did as well so
1: okay so like you do like the um the fighting arena right and, like, each person has, like, that different style. You kind of have to figure out, like, what the weakness right. is. Um, the woman...
0: The one- oh, yeah.
1: The woman that you fight, like, the second person, like, I struggle with her for a long... Like, like it took me, like, 15 attempts to be her. And, oh, like, yeah. she was just, like, fucking me up, too, like, the first, like, five times. Like, I didn't even get a hit on her. She's just, like, clowning on me, because she, um... She could, like, parry everything. Like... Right. Like, she was so fast. And so, I, like, the normal, like dodge counter like wasn't working with her i forgot what the trick was um that to overcome her but uh the last person that they have you fight was actually the easiest for me because he does that big like swooping attack and so as long as like you just basically instantly attack him when the round starts you can hit him before
0: it oh, break his his charge up
1: Exactly, but if like he gets that charge off though you're pretty much young fucked Okay, <laughs> like... right, let me see, I still haven't read this um... no, i don't
0: know, I'm just dicking around on the island here, but yeah i cannot i i'm pretty sure they're making a uh a second one. And I cannot wait. I'm like so excited for it I, actually, um, we'll have to get Ralph on the show one of these times because I don't know if you he um so a friend of ours uh. Was a a uh, like a hardcore Ghost of Tsushima online player, and so like uh, Ghost of Tsushima also has a really really amazing multiplayer co-op game. Uh, legends, uh, legends, and like it honestly could have a have its own like standalone. It's that good. It's so good, and so uh, he got really really into that, and he ended up being like one of the like top like one percent legends players to the point where he could solo all this like raid stuff um and he ended up doing like a stream with the voice actor of uh of the main character so because like he got so into it and it was played it so long so we'll have to get him on here one time so nobody knows ghosts like he does
1: <laughs> i didn't know any of this stuff that's pretty cool though
0: yeah yeah so we'll uh we'll have him on the show one time and we'll have him talk about it but I hope they come out with a new one. And I also kind of hope they come out with a standalone Legends. Like, I think that would be kind of a cool. Like, cause while- yeah,
1: there was something that just recently happened. Like, I forgot. Like, I think... Oh, um, Summer Games Fest. People were, like, pretty surprised that they didn't announce the new Ghost game at uh, yeah. Summer Games Fest. So, we'll see. Um, I mean... I mean- I-
0: I think it's a smart decision to be honest because the 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 problem with releasing a banger hit is that you got to follow up with a banger hit. And so they're probably like, "Hey, we have this like resounding success." If they're smart, they probably like they have this resounding success, which means we we have a little bit of budget, which means we need to take our time on this one and we can't we can't announce too early because if you do, then you're going to have all this hype and then people are going to be like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? For like 50 years, you know what I mean? So, I think it's smart that they didn't.
1: Well, one good thing too is that the gaming community is much more forgiving than it used to be in regards to if a game, if a developer is like, hey, we know you guys really want this, but we want to take our time to make sure it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're transparent about it like the community like will be, will be receptive totally. it's more upset if like you do what cyberpunk did and you like way over promise and and oversell like where your game state of or the state of the game and what you're going to be offering and then you unveil it and release the game and it's a shadow of what the expectation is that you set and sure a part of that also comes with like like you said release a banger people want another banger so when you're responsible for the witcher everything you do after that pretty much has the highest expectations yeah right so i think cd project red really was feeling that pressure and like people knew that cyberpunk was coming out for a long time there was a lot of hype behind it um but you know frankly the stuff that their communications team did um uh, in terms of like barring media from posting any of their own videos and the embargo stuff that they restricted um for any reviews really was just um like bad PR one oh one things that I'd never in a million years recommend and they got put through the ringer for it for doing that. So, you know, the backlash they got was well deserved and hopefully they'll learn from it that uh that's not the right way to do shit. But um you know like I said, when you have those high expectations and you know, like a game's been in development for eight fucking years or however long it was, a long ass time. You know, and like people too tend to forget too, you know, like the financial well being of like hundreds, if not thousands of people rest on like the success of a game. So you know I understand why they would want people to be really excited and like maybe misrepresent things a little bit. Um, You know, I was definitely working on a game. I can't say what game, Um, but I definitely worked on a game where even as the PR team working for that publisher, we were more or less lied to from the development team studio about how far along the game was you know we were told months before launch that this game is ready to launch now we didn't find out that the game was basically in a completely broken state until a week before it came out and um by then you know there was like nothing we could do to on the pr side and it really like blindsided publisher when that happened because they just you know you you're gonna take your studios uh you know what they're saying at face value you know so yeah you find out at your launch event that the game is unplayable it's like what do you do you know yeah you're you're like
0: finding it out in real time (laughs) so
1: all of you guys that look at the pub those big publishers out there and get mad at them because you think that the studio got fucked let me tell you that's not always the case yeah. the publishers sometimes get ran through it too by a studio and are sat there sitting there holding the bag and frankly getting 99 percent of the backlash because you know those stories can't be aren't talked about and can't be talked about like i said you know i can't like i said i, I can't tell you guys who i'm talking about um but it was a really unique situation that was
0: unfortunate it's funny because i think i know which one you're talking about but um i'm glad you brought that up because i was i was going to ask that as a question actually is like how often does that happen and where we're like you believe you know they they lie to you and you don't realize that until it's too late and i it's it always comes down to like miscommunication right because it's probably not even the person who reported it to like the publisher right it's like they're also getting lied to unless they're, uh, you know, hopefully they're doing their due due diligence and like looking at the um, you know, the actual product. But like, you know, somebody at the bottom is like, shit, I don't want to get fired. So I'm going to tell them it's doing great. And then that person tells their boss and that person tells their boss and, you know, so on and so forth until finally it gets to the top. And you're like, hey, everyone says it's doing great. And I haven't looked recently, so it must be doing great. And then, you know, it comes out and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, it's yeah, kind of- <laughs> I, mean, I
1: don't I don't think that I don't think that scenario is possible to be completely honest um, you know like there might be like small features that aren't quite far enough along on a game you know that like one specific subset of developers are working on but if a game is like in an unplayable state like there's no way that like studio heads aren't well aware of that I, you know hopefully. or that like the the creative director and that like those guys are super hands on they're, they're really in the know of what's going on and, like, I shouldn't say necessarily lied to because I only know what I was told from my contact, um but I don't know if they were communicating with other people, but I just know from what we were told at certain points in the campaign to what happened, it was positioned that like that this publisher wasn't really told exactly what was happening um, but, uh. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I do I think that there's scenarios where, like, a creative director and then, like, a like the the director under them are, like, just being told by, like, some, like, entry-level developer that, like, oh, yeah, this is great, and, like, they're like, okay, cool, it's great, and, like, they're left holding the bag, like, no, I don't think that, I don't think that's possible, at least not in a broad scope. Of a whole game,
0: a whole game, yeah. Programmed. Maybe like like you said, like a small feature, but never like, yeah. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna be playing all the like nightly builds and stuff. I'm sure.
1: I yeah, guess. exactly. Like they're doing like game, they're they're play testing constantly. You know, like it's going through QA, all this stuff constantly. So, um, you know, and especially now in a state of the community where like crunch is like, you know, obviously as it should be, like massively discouraged. You know, I think that's why we're also seeing more and more games get delayed rather than rushed out broken um, because, um, you know, crunch is not something that's really tolerated anymore. And um, again, like if you're transparent in what's happening with your game and you're open and honest with your community, they're much more receptive because we all want to play games that are great and, like, functioning and, you know, bug-free, so if I have a game I really want to play and it takes a couple extra months to come out because, you know, it's not where it needs to be, like, by all means, take all the time you need, you know, I'll play when it comes out, like, there's always a video game to play, you know, it's kind of like, you know, for everybody, I have a huge sneakerhead, you know, and uh, i Refuse to buy sneakers for aftermarket, uh, hyped up speakers. I almost keep saying speakers because we're gaming. Sneakers, because um there's always a dope pair of sneakers coming out. You know, you miss one, you got another one coming out. And sure, I catch a lot of L's on sneakers on the Nike app. But, you know, I have like 10 pairs that I really love, and they're all like hyped up pairs that I bought for retail, you know, and so. It's the same thing with games, you know. Like, there's always a video game to play. There's always something coming out. So yeah, you know, you gotta wait a couple extra months for like the game your your most anticipated game. Like, yep. you know, you'll find something a fine time to you know fill your fill your gaming void with. Just don't do World of Warcraft because that shit is like
0: cocaine. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna be. You're gonna. Be, all your money is gone. All your time is gone. Everyone in your life has left you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I told you, like, you know, like for all of you guys don't know, I was like a top five World of Warcraft, uh top five guild World of Warcraft back in vanilla. Um, that was my like early twenties, basically was playing wow at, every night for six to eight hours. It was hardcore. I went back and played classic with all those same buddies and we all told ourselves that we were just gonna play casually and of course we're sitting there hardcore raiding again because that's just the mentality we bring to that game. <laughs> um but we yeah. used to joke around with, with people when they'd be like, oh yeah, I just got my girlfriend want to work so we can play together. We'd be like, no! It's a Don't trap. do it! <laughs> Don't do it! She's <laughs> going to get addicted. You give, you're basically giving her drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, by the way, guys, all you guys out there who want to find a gamer chick, just be okay not finding a gamer girl. It's cool if you find a, a woman who likes playing video games with you, but also remember it's not a bad thing to have things that you enjoy and that she can enjoy that don't have to always be the same things, you know, like it's cool. If like gaming is your escape, you know, so just throwing it out there. Cause I know when I was, uh, or in my early twenties, like I really won, like, you know, I had crushes on girls. I played world of Warcraft with, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing if that works out for you, but don't feel like that's your only path
0: to happiness in a relationship. <laughs> oh, that got real personal real fast. Is that like uh, <laughs> you had some like life experience there?
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, when you find out that, you know, you're the mistress in uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and a, and a relationship where <coughs> the woman is married, um, you know, it's a little interesting
0: oh yeah out. wow this this got real it just ate real fast i, I want to know more <laughs> hey
1: i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend though i totally knew that she was married uh but <laughs> but um but yeah so hey that's like your early 20s desperate for love uh but i play video games all day dustin
0: for right. you that's hilarious
1: don't be me everyone don't be me all
0: right, the, the moral of the story is don't play warcraft
1: yeah exactly just don't just stay away just stay away from (laughs) warcraft don't force them to come out with a new warcraft game rather than just keep going back diving into the old one yeah we have to teach blizzard a lesson that they cannot just keep coming out with live service games they need to go back to their roots come out with new games regularly instead of expansions for games that are 15 years or more old
0: yeah, right. I mean, Bobby Kotick is leaving, so hopefully there's, like, some good coming out of this, because So, I mean, this is a great segue, so we, we should talk about the, the Activision uh, Microsoft merger, and yeah. and Bobby Kotick's going. He's gone. Yeah, so,
1: so he's going to be leaving, but I will say, Blizzard's problems are not, uh, I don't think stem from Bobby Kodak. Like, this has been happening with Blizzard before they were acquired. Um, you know, really since like World of Warcraft, Um, uh, because think about it, like World of Warcraft came out, they've just been doing expansions. Some are great, some are not so great. Um, Hearthstone has been like an expansion machine. Um, Overwatch was like a money-making loot box
0: machine. Yeah. It's and... good, but it, it did have the the loot boxness. That yeah. Was yeah. Awesome. But what
1: sucked about about Overwatch is they promised this single amazing single player oh, experience yeah. as part of Overwatch 2. And when the game took years longer than it anticipated, right? And so they stopped creating new content for Overwatch 1 as soon as Overwatch 2 came out. So I think there was like two plus years where we didn't get like a new hero or new map for overwatch one because they were working on overwatch two but hey they still found the time to come out with new cosmetic uh, loot box skins every uh, every event that they normally had so um i think this has been like a problem with them for quite a while um i could pinpoint it more to when like chris metzen and the original blizzard founders left I'm totally blanking on the former CEO's name who was there for a long time, um, but you know that group left. Am I supposed to do something with this? I,
0: no, I'm stuck. I actually can't move. <laughs> oh,
1: isn't there like an anti-stuck uh, thing in settings?
0: There. Oh, maybe like I can't kill myself. Uh, we'll we'll come back to this because I I like the, uh, the um, conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I think. Um, that it has well,
1: been... hold on what i was going to say is bobby Kodak is leaving but chris metzen i actually just came back to blizzard to help with world of warcraft so uh... um i think that is a more exciting development for the future of blizzard than bobby Kotick leaving is chris metzen coming back
0: i mean I, I i agree with that and like i think i think though that it's just a good so like it's a transition period in the, the life cycle of Blizzard, right? And if they are smart, they are going to jump on the opportunity to restructure and re-energize um, the developers and the engineers and the designers and everybody to, like, make change, right? This is when you can change a company. is when there's this big, like, upheaval. And so I'm really hoping that they use this opportunity to do that and to go back to the old Blizzard. Because, I mean, like, we haven't had, like... Do you remember when Warcraft 3 came out, like that was everyone was a buzz that game was just like i was just amazing everything about it before and after it came out and then everything since then you're right like world of warcraft kind of killed wow because or no sorry killed blizzard because they were like they realized they could make more money off of the like live service games than they could off of like warcraft 3 and stuff like that they couldn't monetize them as well but almost at this the the cost of I'm going to call it quality, but you know what I mean. Like the, 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 the well, you know, how good e- each game is, you know, and it just hasn't been the same. And I would really love to see them go back to their old Blizzard ways where they're like, hey, we are going to spend time. We're going to make a really cool, very unique, a very complete quadruple A game that everyone's going to love. Um, and we're not going to be greedy about it. And we're not going to have all these like awful PR fiascos. That are easily avoided if they were to just, you know, look around the room for two minutes. Uh, it's like oh, oh, I f-
1: what Blizzard got really famous for, in my opinion, is they took an existing genre and they went out and created the absolute best game in that genre. Warcraft three, best RTS in my opinion ever made. Like one of my top five games of all time. I was top fifty player in War in Warcraft Three um, on the ladder uh, when I was a teenager. Fucking love that game. Uh, they looked at MMOs, uh, all these existing MMOs that were out there, you know, and came out with World of Warcraft. Fucking smashed the competition, best in class. After they still to this day, MMOs. That I, well, MMOs haven't been as popular in terms of coming out, like yeah. because. For ten years, every game was: Is this the MMO that will kill WoW? And none of them did. I know nothing I... took down WoW. To where at this point, publishers and developer studios just gave up. They're like, we're not gonna take World of Warcraft's audience. So like, why do we keep making these games trying to like piggyback off that success when like we're not gonna replicate it? So they did that. They went to the card genre. Boom! Fucking Hearthstone best like one of the best if not the best uh you know uh, ccg out there um i absolutely despise the gold system in terms of how you obtain legendary cards yeah. in that game but the fact of the matter is it is a fantastic card game uh, i think the first failure in that department was here's the storm like i like hot's but it did not outclass League of Legends uh, as much as they were hoping to. And we all know, like, well, for those of you who don't know, the founders of Riot actually went to Blizzard and tried to sell them League of Legends uh, as a game. And Blizzard pretty much laughed them out of the door. And uh, so they started Riot and came out league and um now have one of the most successful games on the planet. Um, you know, so, if you're wondering why Warcraft 3, the newer one, sucks now, it's be, uh, in terms of the free games, because Dota, Defense of the Ancients, old school, was created on the Blizzard uh, Battle.net application uh, by IceFrog and those guys, and then Blizzard didn't have any way to say they own the IP. But when they came out with an updated version of Warcraft 3, they wrote into this terms of service agreement any game that is created on the battle and uploaded to battle.net is property of Blizzard so that that does not happen again. And it was like a once in a lifetime thing, you know, but they covered themselves this time around. They should have, instead of focusing so much on how not to get fucked, they should have actually just made workout the new. Uh, they should have made Reforge good, but they instead they took all the features that made the original Warcraft three amazing, like guilds and ranked ladder play and those things out of the game, and so just like this awful shell of itself. Um, that's oh. really unfortunate because I was the game looks amazing, um, graphically, but uh, it just they gutted it so bad that it just really unfortunate um but yeah i'd say hots was the first failure of blizzards and even though hots was a successful game it didn't put them as the number one um game in that genre and then um you know overwatch i would say overwatch didn't become the best uh fps game I don't think it ever meant to outshine no. a Battlefield or a Call of Duty. No, no. But if you want to compare it to Team Fortress, games like that, I'd say it, it's best in class. Um, I just think it kind of took too long to come out with the content people really wanted.
0: Um, I'd argue there's a lot of that content still missing. And, I mean, they had like... Yeah, a- I mean,
1: they never came out, the single player content, from my understanding. I haven't checked yeah. in like the last like year, but... Uh, I don't think, like, the major promise that they're made with Overwatch 2X has come out at all still.
0: No, no. And that was the big, like, Overwatch 2. Like, I mean, they fumbled so hard with Overwatch 2, right? It's basically just a rebranding of Overwatch 3. And they're like, well, we're going to call it Overwatch 2. We're going to change things, like, we're going to tweak the parameters of everything, like, very slightly. Add a couple new heroes and maybe a couple new maps and call it a whole new game. You know, it's like putting a fresh coat of paint on an old car and calling it new. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's funny because so many people get upset about like Battlefield and Call they're Like, it's a reskin. It's a reskin of an existing game. Like, you want like the ultimate reskin? Fucking Overwatch Two. Let's take it from five players to uh, six players to five. Add some new heroes and put a two next to the name, and let's recharge everybody for it. Yeah. Like, how do we get out of this thing? Cause let's just go sell around and look for people to like blow their ships up.
0: I told you, I'm still stuck. But um, I'm going to leave them. Back. Oh. But yeah, I, I know they've fallen so hard. Like, I, I was talking about this with actually my coworkers today, and I was like, it's like a lot uh, game development intangibles. So, like, their reputation is so important, and it, more important than I would say a lot of like industries. You know, like, if people hate Apple, either they're going to buy it or not, but like, Apple's still going to be fine. In a game, in the game industry, like if people start to hate a game company, it's like viral and it's like, oh, don't trust them anymore. Like they've lost trust. Like consumer trust will dictate whether or not something succeeds or fails. And while Blizzard has been hanging on to their past reputation and the fact that they have so much money that they can eventually make a game good, that um, yeah. But that like it has been keeping them afloat. But I, I feel like e- they 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 gotta make a change eventually, or they're gonna lose out of that goodwill, and people are just gonna stop caring. I mean, World of Warcraft has honestly been holding holding them up for the last ten years. If they didn't have World of Warcraft, Diablo probably would Diablo three Diablo four wouldn't happen. Overwatch probably wouldn't happen. Here's the story. We well, probably-
1: talked about this before, like breaking down the math. Like if you think about the every World of Warcraft expansion that comes out the game increases to, or it had been, I don't know, recently, but it had really, like, increased player base back to about 10 million people. So if you just do the basic math of, like, 10 million people at 60 bucks a pop, and then you think, like, everybody there will say, like, at least pays for one month, uh, but we'll say, you know, just for the fuck of it, like, three months subscriptions at 15 bucks a pop, you know like let's just do the simple math here 10 million times 60 okay and that's 600 i can't math so i'm not an engineer like you uh and then 15 times 15 or no sorry 15 times 3 so that's another 450 million dollars so you're right there you're at one just over a billion dollars in revenue um off of the launch of one expansion, Uh, you know, so it's like, yeah, an expansion year for them. And that doesn't include, that's just for three months. We'll say like another 7 million to five to 7 million people play the whole year. So add another nine months of, we'll just say 6 million people at $15 a pop, you know, how much money that is. And then you're like, dude, like this game is grossing like over $1.5 billion. This is not including tr- uh, character transfers, name changes, uh, mounts that people are buying, anything like that. No in game purchases, no, like I said, ch- name changes, server transfers. Uh, anything oh, the, like that? Microtransactions. Yeah, zero microtransactions, and you're already at like over one point five billion dollars in revenue from yeah. a single fucking game. On That's an, insane. And, That's and insane. they expansion every other year, so you, even if you remove that like ten million, and, like that six hundred million, like you're still looking at World of Warcraft at a minimum one billion dollars a year for Blizzard on expansion season, one point five billion dollars a year minimum. Uh, so yeah, that game, hundred fucking percent. Like, props that studio up. Um, I don't know if that shit justifies the crazy amount of money that Activision played paid for Blizzard. Um, but yeah, they make a shit ton of money from World of Warcraft. Um, and then you know, I'm sure they made a lot of money from Overwatch there so for quite for like five years, and they probably still make good money. Not. I don't think anywhere near as
0: much as they're making for a while. But, I'd be interested um, to look that number up at some point.
1: You know, and I I would say that, like, Diablo... How many copies did Diablo sell? Um, you know off the top of your... Like, roughly? Off
0: the, off the top of my head, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's
1: see. Diablo 4 game sells. Look, so Looks like they made... Oh, I don't know if this is true. They said $666 million in sales. Oh, that's when it, it passed. In June 12th, passed $666 million in sales, so... That was in June, so it's probably made, well, say like eight hundred million in sales, um, just for to lowball a little bit. Which honestly, that's more than I thought. Like, I I'm actually kind of surprised it made that much because it's it's a very like niche game.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know,
1: so to actually make that much money, uh, I don't know what that equates to in terms of. Like copies sold. That's what I was actually looking for—is how many copies they sold.
0: I don't know. I'd be interested to see all that, but we'll see. Like how this affects them going forward. Now that they're part of Microsoft, like is Microsoft? Do you think Microsoft is going to, uh, like is Phil Spencer going to come down and be like, "Hey, uh, it's my world now," you know, or do you think he's just going to let them be as they've been?
1: I think that they'll let them be. I think that, you know, I'll be curious to see like like I don't think that they bought Activision Blizzard or um I mean, yeah. I I don't think they bought them to like tell them what to do. I think they bought them to have a leg up in the exclusive war yeah. with Sony, with Call of Duty. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that they're out there trying to like change these studios like maybe culturally. They they want to, like, implement some stuff. Um, I think Blizzard has already been trying to do that since all that stuff yeah. happened, like, what, last yeah. year? Or the year before? Um, you know, uh, I don't know for sure, but I imagine that they've been trying to change the culture at Blizzard. Um, I think that's also why you see people like a Chris Metson coming back. Although, to be completely frank, like... I'm not going to act like I know that this stuff didn't happen or start when those guys were there. I have no idea. You know, maybe like Chris Metzen and the original OGs of blizzard left behind a culture that had women crawling under desks uh, and like through the office and like maze races, you know, I have no fucking idea, but (laughs) you know, we know for a fact that that was happening after they were gone when it started, who knows? Um, but hopefully it didn't wasn't happening under those guys' watch and the, some of them coming back will kind of get again like what you said Blizzard back to what it used to be um which you know was really like in my opinion like a company that cared about its community had a very totally. strong loyal community who supported them and you know
0: Blizzard rewarded that community by creating great games yep i agree and i think that's a Great place to take a pause. We're a little over our our time now. So I think this is going to warrant a follow-up conversation at some point. Uh, Maybe in like a month or two and we can kind of see what's happened so far and we can kind of talk about it. So um, do you have any closing words before before we move on?
1: No, just, uh, you know, thanks for having me. Uh, You know, I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to share and, you know, um, look forward to, you know, jumping on again.
0: Thanks, yeah, and we'll I, I certainly have you back on this podcast. There's no doubt about it. So um, for everyone who enjoyed today's podcast, just know that we will bring Dustin back for sure, uh, if not pretty regularly. So um, thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. You can also find us on social media at Pixelated Realms or Pixelated Realms Podcasts. So thank you very much.